Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about E3 2023 is canceled. Cancel. Uh, I haven't even read the uh, article on this. I'm going in, into this hot. Um, it kind of happened at the end of the day, and so breaking uh, news, 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 news. Yep. News. We will uh, we'll explore this together and find out together what in the world happened. <laughs> the exploring it together part makes it feel like uh, feel like we're going to be like you know investigating like live here on the podcast. Like let's call 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 you know call up. Uh, Call up the, the the ESA like ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to somebody deep in the in the ESA. <laughs> we're going to talk to the third E of, of our, E3. Our correspondent has been there. <laughs> or maybe it's the second E uh, posing as the third E because everybody forgets about the second E because <laughs> they're obviously named after the, the three E's of the ESA. You know, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Always. Definitely. <laughs> oh man. Well, Chris, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be investigating that 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 later. Um, but uh, but first, what what have you been up to this week? Um, so I'm trying to think of what I've been up to this week. I haven't really been up to a ton. I don't think. Um, other than what we're talking about for the other segment. Yeah. Other than what we're talking about for the other segment. Um, but uh, uh, you know, other than other than, I'm trying to think, dude. I really haven't been up. Up to a lot. Uh, I haven't even really watched anything on TV. I'm still watching Bob's Burgers. I've been keeping up with that. Um, did that some this weekend. Um, you gotta have a staple. I know I did. You know, I know you gotta I have that things. staple up in the corner. It holds yeah. all everything together. You know, and, and that for that you that staple this week, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty strong staple. You know. <laughs> Just... Yeah. It's oh great. man. Well, my my stuff this week, other than okay, so I'll talk about one first, and then I'll get into the thing that relates to this, the other topic we're talking about this this week. Um, but I've been watching more into. I, I remember talking about uh, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, the the Disney Plus uh, animated show. Um, I'd watched like the first episode and was like going to continue watching. Well, Chris, I have continued watching, and that show continues to get better and better. Um, it's a, uh, kind of like, a, a, a every episode is its own standalone thing. You can, you can almost watch it in, um, any order, like s- similar to like how like shows and cartoons were, you know, back in the day or whatever, well, they were not like serialized. Um, and then, but it, it is fantastic. Like the, uh, the episodes like later on feel like it's like really like gotten its legs under it where it's like, Oh yeah, now we know what this show is and like what the format kind of feels like. And that, that feels really good where they deal with a different thing each week. And, but it's like it, it, each villain kind of ties into things within, um, uh, moon girls, like, you know, day to day life and her family life and that sort of thing. Um, but like the coolest thing to me is that like the, each episode kind of culminates into a superhero fight, an animated superhero fight, and like they they're basically they come off like like they could be like a uh, like a stylized like animated music video, um, each one covering like with, with a different style and genre of music, as well as a different 
type of like vibe for the uh, for the animated sections and so i think that's really cool like um having like you know punches like cut together on the beat and stuff like that or and like it's, it's just a it's just a really visually and uh and i guess like it's just the music and the and the visuals like really do um they're a feast for the eyes and the ears chris they're a feast they're a feast um, so Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is, is fantastic. So if anybody is into that genre, like an, animated anything, you should check out Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Disney Plus. Um, the other thing I've been doing this week relates to the second topic in that it's a 3DS game. Um, and so I'm going to pick one because I played, played a decent amount of 3DS games because as we talked about last week on the podcast, the 3DS eShop closed this week. And, uh, and so, but I've been playing some of the games that I, I have purchased off of that and it, it, they are fantastic. So the, the one that I wanted to bring up are, are Mighty Switch Force 1 and 2. Um, I've played a decent chunk of those. Um, they're a platformer uh, from the uh, WayForward, um, which is the developers behind and publisher behind the Shantae games. And, dude, way back in the day, like years ago at this point, we reviewed Shantae and the Pirate's Curse for 3DS, right? So like that game came out and we reviewed that. And we talked about in that review, we talked about the 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 3D effect on the 3DS was like stunning because it's like pixel art and there's like the foreground going by, there's the where your character is and everything kind of in between in the background, obviously. But uh, but as you're like running around, it's just so cool to see these 2D pixel art um, sprites run around in a in a 2D world that like has that level of 3D it's, it's basically like if if like Octopath Traveler or whatever like that was in 3D you know where it's like where you could actually see the depth rather than it just being a uh, just being like a camera blur or whatever um and like so those games are fantastic the the main conceit of them is that you have a button that you run around uh, jumping um, and shooting and then one of them you have like a fire hose that you're shooting and putting out fires um, and then but in order to get around to the different uh, platforms you have a third button that you're switching on and off these uh, these sh- these platforms that go from foreground to background and so in order to like get around from from one to one like in the middle of the air you'll need to push the button to like flip the switches and then put the platform to back to the, like the next platform you're you're aiming for back to the foreground um and whenever you push that button it like pauses like it, it like it like hitches for like a couple frames to allow you to like process what's happening um so like there's a little little pause in the middle air and the way that that all feels and how snappy it feels and then seeing literally on the 3ds that those platforms go from from background straight up into the foreground where your character is jumping it's just fantastic and stunning and it feels really good to play so um that's the biggest thing that I've done this week um, is, is the, those two things is like, you know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and then the Mighty Switch Force games. I, I played through almost all of those. <laughs> so um, I'm in the middle of the second one uh, at this point. And it's and it, it's uh, like I said, you're doing like a, a cool like uh, fire put out mechanic uh, with a fire hose in that one. Um, you're, you're a firefighter. So and that, that looks also really cool in the 3D. So. Um, so Mighty Switch Force 1 and 2. Now those games, just in case you're like listening to this and you're like, oh man, that sounds awesome. That sounds right up my alley. I missed my chance because the eShop closed. Those games do exist on the Switch. 
um, and I think other platforms as well. But uh, they obviously, because none of those platforms have like built-in 3D, they don't have like 3D. You can't like have the depth slider or anything like that. Um, and they would still be fantastic in that format. But uh, but I wanted to get them on the uh, the eShop before that closed, um, just because the based purely alone on the Shantae and the Pirates Curse 3D. Um, from that game that we played. So anyway, that's what I've been up to this week, Chris. Nice, dude. Since there's nothing else I wanted to talk about that I did, uh, other than one thing we're going to talk about because it's part of the news. All right, John. So the big thing that happened this week is the Nintendo eShop closed, drew its final breath, and in a blaze of glory, uh, went offline. <laughs> I was so curious what was going to happen. Like, I really wanted to be yeah. like, I remember talking to you like uh, uh, last week where I said, like, I might try to be on like when it happens because I was just so curious what happens, you know? Oh, yeah. We were both on. It just like all of a sudden on the dot. Like, and then, honestly, it was literally before the, the top of the hour. It just like stopped working. Dude, I was having issues uh, loading loading like additional funds into the wallet on the on the phone, like from my phone, at two till, and then it was having trouble loading at one till, and then like obviously it like you know aired out or whatever. So yes, I agree. It honestly did feel like it happens like a little early. Uh, yeah. So like, um, it went out like I so I I've spent the last like what was it probably. Well, okay, so I thought it was going out on, what was it, what was the day, Sunday night? So yeah. I got on Sunday night, and I quickly realized, man, it's taking me longer to do things on here than I thought it would. And it went down for maintenance, and I was like, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. is that it? I didn't get, yeah. like, it, I was just look, making my way through, like, the sales section. They had some pretty good sales going on. Yep. Um, and But I didn't get any of, the, like, the bigger games that I wanted. And then... Um, and then we realized, oh, wait, that's not, it's not dead. It's going to come back the next day. So I took it to work with me the next day. And literally nice. just like anytime, like over lunch, I like was on there. Um, and then like the end of the day was on there and just kind of stayed awesome. on there until it closed. Um, and I, I, I couldn't even connect to it like with like the Wi-Fi at work. I was using my hotspot on my phone. Oh, but, um, man. Yep. So it was real sketchy. And, and I couldn't like really get to it till after I was, I was done. I was off work. And so I just, uh, um, started, um, like browsing, um, at the end of the day. So I really only had like an hour at the end of the day to kind of like get the stuff, uh, that I, that I wanted. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, um, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting process trying to figure out, well, what are the things that I want? And then what things are like carts that you can buy, you know, physical versions yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, because that's the other question. It's like obviously they'll they'll get like exorbitantly expensive. Like even some of the ones that I've bought, like as recently as a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at, and like the price has obviously gone up on them at this point. Um, you know where it's like they they're not the the same like forty dollars that you'd get them from the eShop now. They're like you know you know fifty sixty bucks now. Like they're they're going up. Um, but yeah, like you can still get them. Like even if it's exorbitantly expensive to get, like if you really wanted it, you could get it. And so, like, you know, prioritizing those things that it's like, well, you can't get that. Or even before the eShop closed, like, they were already, like, $400 or whatever. Like, those those were, like, you know, pretty high priority. That's interesting. And, and I find it interesting, like, how, like, I and we, like, people just in general pri prioritize things whenever it is, like, down to the wire. Whenever it is, like, oh, man, 
Like uh, it can, I only have limited time. Let me just like do whatever I, you know, the ones that I want. I say, well, which ones are those? I think you were pretty, pretty lucky too that you started with um, the bigger, bigger games and said download later on some of those bigger oh, yeah. games. Yeah, like because yeah, I mean, otherwise you have to sit there while it downloads, and um, and I think I filled up the the, the download later queue because it eventually mm-hmm. wouldn't let me add things there. But yeah, like for luckily at the end there, all I was downloading was like these uh, like retro classics, uh, and they were you know pretty relatively small, so I wasn't having to sit there forever waiting for things to download. Yeah, and like so whenever it's so funny, I would whenever that that previous night because i was on there that previous night and i was like looking at stuff i was like oh man there is some good sales like you you told me you were like recommended you were like hey t- take a look at the sales there's a lot of a lot of wild sales in here and that's honestly that's where i found mighty switch force one and two and i i don't even know if i purchased those that night or if i did the next day like i slept on it basically and was like oh man i really should get those games because they're only like a, like two bucks each or a dollar each or something something ridiculously inexpensive on the sale stuff um, cause so many publishers were just like, well, might as well just like, you know, put everything on deep, deep discount for the last day. Um, but whenever it went down for that maintenance, it was so confusing. Cause like it was, it was on the dot, like at midnight, it was just boop, gone. And I was like, well, maybe that's it. Cause like the, they said that, that the 27th or whatever was the last day and it just ticked over to the, you know, to, to the 27th and that's it, you know? Yep. Um, but then on, on doing some like looking, uh, on like Warrior 64's like Twitter, some people had like screenshotted the different like where it's like, oh no, this is scheduled maintenance, quote unquote. Yep. And it's like, what? <laughs> I was like, why would you maintain a shop that you're about to shut down in like in in like 14 hours? <laughs> I know it was um, so weird. Unless it's just I, something that they had to do to keep it going, you know. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Pre- yeah, like literally, there's like like we're literally keeping the keeping the wheels on this thing yeah. with like duct tape. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was actually like, so I, I saw like the, the switch eShop went down at the same time. So I think like literally all of the eShops went down, like anything Nintendo went down like the, for that hour or whatever. Um, and so I don't know, I don't know why they have to do all of that at the same time, but they did. That's what, that's what they did. So even if they didn't, you know, slap some extra, you know, chewing gum, you know, down there into the, to hold it together for one last day, um, they, you know. It was pulled offline with with the Switchy Shop, which uh, which they do maintenance on. So, um, yeah. So, what what did you like? Was there anything that you like were in the middle of doing right before it like it like ended um, that you didn't get to? I'm trying to think, um, not really. Like, well, I mean, I didn't really like get a chance to like really go through the the themes. And look at mm. all of them, but mm-hmm. like I mean, I mean, I'm not super concerned about that. You know, there's like a couple of Shantae ones I realized were there that it was too late. I was trying to buy after the fact, but um, it's not a big deal. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like I, I was like, I was in the process of like adding some funds, but then it's just like just to get like a, a two dollar game or something like that, where I was like, oh yeah, that one's on sale now. It's, and but it's like it's on other platforms. So yeah, I, I, there wasn't anything big that I was just like, oh no, I'm I was right in the middle of that and and got locked out of it. Um, just basically because I, you know, it was it was enough time. Like it was it was a decent amount of time. Um, the uh, the eShop dude like completely closed at this point, and you know not not gonna be able to get get those games yeah. uh, anymore. That's why. I, know. Um, I mean, go for it. Do you think that Nintendo will start bringing any of these things to the uh, to the Switch? 
man so like i don't know how you can easily because of the dual screen thing um unless they like found a way to like to to easily get that dual screen onto the touch screen and like maybe switch between them but like some so many of these games it's just you they rely so heavily on the dual screen um that it's not just like a menu inside um and even if it is i guess you still would have to put in some development cost to make it one screen like a two a dual screen experience put it on one screen and so i don't know man that's a good question because like a lot of their other catalog i kind of expect at this point to to like come out either for for purchase or probably more likely to be thrown on the uh the nintendo online service um like the the n64 is getting in in there and the game boy and the game boy color and the game boy advance are in there now and so like i you know you would expect most of the other things like game boy advance to end up there um maybe gamecube at some point i don't know it just depends on the emulation on that because it's a hard console to emulate um but so this and the DS, so the DS and the 3DS both have that dual screen thing. Um, and that's not easy. Like you can, you can, you know, obviously you can put some of these games on PC and use your mouse and, and, and click around as the way where the stylus was, um, would be, but like, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's crazy, man. Um, I mean, this is the the other thing. I mean, you were talking about this, you know, like it was such a unique store experience because they had all this music and they had this little like bag <laughs> character guy and right, they would drop yeah. these little like jewels into your games and that's how they uh, downloaded onto your system. Yeah, I just imagine that little that little uh, the little bag character because it's it's like a little like shopping bag, a uh, little orange shopping bag with a face on it and feet, and like I, he would he would like run around frantically while you're downloading something onto your switch i'm just like imagining him in the background like loading loading this thing onto your uh, onto your switch the, the other thing like they would wrap up in, in gifts and then on your on your home screen whenever they would uh they would first appear they would be a gift and you click it and it would unwrap the gift right yeah and that's just a, it's just a really unique way to do it and yeah you're at the music like i i still have the music in my head from from the time we spent on that thing earlier this week <laughs> Like I can still kind of hum one of the songs, you know? Um, and in fact, like that day, like one of the things, one of the reasons why I was glad it hadn't gone down like at midnight the, the night before. And that was just maintenance was, I was like, you know, some of these, these songs like, and beats and jams, like are really cool. Uh, let me hook that up to my like rig here and like get the audio. Like, so I basically like sat on a couple of different menus in the eShop um, just listening, like recording the music, like tracking some of the music for, um, for like 10 minutes on, on each screen or whatever. Um, for, I think like the, the four or five different songs that they have on there. And basically would just like pull up, pull up the thing and walk away, you know, just like leave yeah. it, leave it recording and be like, all right, but well, let me go about my day. <laughs> um, and then come back a little bit later and, and, and switch it to a different one. Um, but like, yeah, like that, that music is so awesome. I'm trying to think like, do you think we, I don't think we would get dinged if I like slipped some in, like the last song that you listen to, maybe we, we use the, the, one of the eShop songs as like the outro, like where they'll play under us as we talk, um, for the, for the last outro of this podcast. Do you think that that would be probably okay? Like as sure. far as yeah, like, let's uh, do it. Let's do it for Spotify, the Spotify, uh, AI. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, 
Who knows? <laughs> we'll try it. All right. Well, if you're listening to this in the future and this podcast, uh, you know, doesn't have the, the eShop music there, then, uh, then, then you'll, you'll know that we swapped it out. So there it is. And that's the news. All right, John. So uh, I'm going to read this article from IGN. We're just going to read this together uh, for the first time. E3 has been canceled. This is by Rebecca Valentine from E3. Almost a year after announcing its return, the Entertainment Software Association announced today to its members that this year's Electronic Entertainment Expo E3 has been canceled. IGN can confirm. Two sources have confirmed to IGN that the organization announced the cancellation via an email sent out to its members today. The email said that while E3 remains a beloved event and brand, that the 2023 version simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. The ESA concludes the email by reiterating its commitment to advocacy work. It does not mention undertaking the show again in future years. Following IGN's report, the ESA issued the following public statement from Kyle Marston Kish, Global VP of Gaming at ReadPop. Uh, they were the organization putting on the show. This was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen, but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at E3 this summer an obstacle that, that they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from ReadPop's event experiences. The press release adds that ReadPop and the ESA will continue to work together on, quote, future E3 events. The event was supposed to be held from June 13 through June 16 at the Los Angeles Convention Center and would have been the first in-person E3 since 2019, the event was canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and while a digital version was held in 2021, the event was canceled again in 2022 in an effort to focus on a revitalized showcase that would set a new standard for hybrid industry events. E3's return for this year was announced la last June alongside the confirmation that E3 2022 had been canceled. The news comes as big uh, as multiple big names in the industry from Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, and more recently Ubisoft announced that it would not be attending E3 in any capacity, with most opting to host its own digital showcases. IGN has reached out to the ESA and ReadPop for comment. So that's it, John. I'm, I mean... Uh, you think it's ever coming back? I was, I was about to say, I, I, ha, I think this is the end of E3 as it was forever. I think like if it comes back, mm. it's going to have to compete as a fan-facing uh, event, like, and it's going to have to compete with things like PAX, mm -hmm. and, it, and it won't be on the level. I don't, I don't know that you're going to get the industry involvement with it like you used to, because like we, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, I don't, I don't remember what spurred us talking about it a few weeks ago, but... Probably I mean, one of these companies being like, hey, we're not actually going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the whole, you know, reason for the event back in the day, it was, it was industry-facing, like we, mm -hmm. even when when you and I started this podcast, and I think we started this podcast uh, largely because we wanted to talk about things like E three, and yeah, yeah. Um, and back then it was just industry facing. Like you couldn't go as a as a as a fan or a consumer. You could watch the press conferences and you could re read the write ups, but there's so many different ways that people are 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 getting um, access to games now. Even back then, I mean, I'm trying to think that was pre. That we, I, we were still all, it was the PS3 
three Xbox three sixty generation. Yeah, we hadn't so, even announced like the the PS four no. and the Xbox One. Well, and now you think like you know like just even on the consumer side, you have like the uh, the different like the Steam uh, program and Xbox program where you can you can um, play pre release games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like companies are releasing beta alpha and beta versions of their games. I mean, you know, you think about Diablo four four. It's a, in a it's in a um, kind of pre pre state right now, and you're able to play it. And I mean, it's like, you look at Cyberpunk, Chris. That that Cyberpunk. came out. It was in a, it was in like an alpha state, you know. Yeah, Just. and so like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't on purpose. But I I, 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 I feel like. You know, just the the industry has changed so much with the way that we're able to um, deliver games, talk about games. I'm not saying that I don't that I don't miss it. You know, like I I do miss having like all the attention on the games industry and like it's just like announcement after announcement after announcement after announcement and and having that kind of a a vibe. But I I don't think that the companies that were taking pl- part in it that would spend a ton of marketing dollars um, being there, pulling in press. Having a big, um, you know, conference, all this. I'm not saying they won't do that anymore. I'm saying they don't need to do that at E3 anymore. Yeah, they don't need to be basically forced into like a, a, a external time frame. Like I think about these de- devs, like the developers, and putting together the builds or putting together like the previews and like the the marketing cycles, and basically having to 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 hit that E3 beat. It used to be like a necessity where it's like if you didn't like hit the E3 thing, it's like people would be like, where's your game? Like, <laughs> you know, like doesn't exist. And then you'd have to wait like a whole other year where I was like, now it's like, well, if we miss June, like we got July, <laughs> you know, it's like we can we can start this marketing campaign from any time within the year and it's fine because it like the 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 spotlight isn't just only on E3 really. Um, so it being this big event that pulls eyes from all consumers rather than uh, just like people who are plugged into like video games um, and like the, the news around video games. Um, I, I think that's less of a deal now too. Cause like, it's almost like uh, it used to be like, Oh man, that's whenever you would see on every single, like, you know, newspaper would be like, Oh, the big video game convention happened in, you know, in uh, the, you know, in LA this week and here's what they did the, the some highlights or whatever and then they like show like a 30 second news news uh, clip and like that's like less and less important for video game because video gaming becomes like it's continuing to grow and grow and grow um, I don't know man yeah I I don't think that E3 is going to come back in any capacity I think we remarked last time or, or you remarked uh, last time we talked about this that um, you know that the company putting this on is like it has like it's made up of a lot of, lot of lawyers, a lot of like people that like are uh, making sure that the industry are is is uh, being you know treated fairly. It's like lobby groups and lawyers and th- stuff like that, and it's like creating rules around like a lot of those things and making sure that they're um, you know putting things out there in in front of uh, like for like legislation and stuff like that. It's this isn't like a company that is just primed and like has the people already on staff to put in on an event like this, a consumer facing event. And so obviously they hired repop for that, but like, and repop does like, you know, the pack stuff and, and, and a lot of other, other events is like, okay, well I, I have full confidence that, that they can probably do that type of an event, but it's like, do you, does the, 
is the demand there for that type of, of an event again? Like, cause we got PAX East, we got PAX West, we got PAX Prime. Like there's a lot of, a lot of these types of events. If you're like wanting to go to one, um, th- that have already been established that are a known quantity and that you're not like sinking, you know, tons and tons of money to make it all the way to LA and then it'd be kind of a bummer, you know? <laughs> so like you can go, just go to like one of the PAXs or like one of the other like conventions that, uh, that exists. Um, and and have a much more surefire fun time if if you look into it and that's what you want to do. So I don't know, man. Like I, I'm kind of with you, where it's like I don't think that E3 will it will definitely never recover and be what it was. Um, it may come back in some form, but I don't know what what form that will take. It'll have to be like that consumer show, and a consumer show is with just out of nowhere is going to be kind of hard to spin up. I feel like so. We'll see if we'll see if it if they even attempt next year. I know, dude. It's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, this is the other thing too. You know, you get people out of the out of the habit of something long enough, and eventually, you know, it's not a habit anymore. And so I don't like. I mean, you and I expect this, but like I, I you know, I don't even know how many of the you know general consumers are really looking for E three every year anymore. Sure, sure. Um. And I think about like it, you know we you have like the summer game fest thing that Jeff Keeley has been like kind of like taking over like the, those events and like just basically slapping the summer game fest name on where it's like oh this is part of summer game fest that's part of summer game fest everything's part of summer game fest. everything is part of summer game fest we're gonna have our own <laughs> we're gonna have our own small like opener and and closer uh, events that are that are small and short and we can throw some ads in there but literally everything within these three months is summer game fest yeah and like and i think that honestly while as as frustrating as that may be from a person like looking in where you're like man it's just it just stretches all the news out rather than putting them on like one weekend whenever you can basically fill four podcasts full of uh of of news those four podcasts are now spread over three months and you know that that, while that's a little bit frustrating on our side of things like literally that's that would that's the right call like that was the way that it it should have shifted and and so you know, because like uh, the publishers are like, we don't know when we're gonna have a, a build build ready, but we're gonna we're gonna do our own event whenever we are ready. And you know, here here comes Jeff popping up, be like, it's part of some game fest though. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the here's the logo, put that on there. We're uh, you know, we're we're, we're in this. Um, and so like you know, I, I think that was that's honestly where this this ends up. Like E three. Not happening as we as we know it. I don't know if it ever will again. But now we've got the the whole summer, like summer summer game uh, announcement season, basically at this point. So, um, and most of it will be will have that little tag of summer game fest. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh kind of sad. Yeah. It's, it definitely is because like we had talked about like we we uh you know like you said like it wasn't open to the public whenever we started doing that and we were like okay what does it take to get to E3 like what does it take to be approved to get to E3 um and like had like looked into it and like it, we continued to look into it and like we just we, you know it whenever it became like a consumer thing we're like oh man now 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 maybe we can we can like go for those like 2 years or whatever that they had some consumer tickets um and uh but you know so like it if it doesn't come back, Chris, we'll, we'll, we'll never go to E3 and, and just, you know, that's, that's fine, you know, but it is, a, it is a bummer for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with E3 as uh, as time goes on. Maybe it'll respawn next year, Chris. Maybe maybe it will respawn next year. Video games. You get you get multiple lives in video games. So yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay on Target Pod. Please go to your podcast or service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.